0: Workout today
1: yes i did yes i did thank you i i i I take it you can hear it in my voice
0: this is yeah i can i can tell your voice is the voice of someone who already has that behind them my voice is the voice of someone who hasn't done it yet and has to as soon as this is over
1: yeah well for me i've got you know my um workout routine i do my morning run after Mm -hmm. i look at my stonks and I yeah, get I my is. that sweet sweet calf. Was that
0: Animal Crossing?
1: Stonks. Um yeah. no, stonks are <laughs> I look at my dividends, I look at where, you know, I should invest um and then I also look at ever since we had that um episode with Connor, our cybersecurity expert and I found out mm-hmm. that Cody has been um doing his has been negligent to be honest. I have been looking at our portfolio and Mm -hmm. he well we're not gonna get into the nitty-gritty details of it, but let's just say he was messing up before the stock market crashed and Mm. we're we're trying to be solvent and we're trying to be liquid right now. Um, But that's you know that's what I do with my morning my morning run on the treadmill. And then um, where I am you know staying in, staying in place there's a park right across and what I do is I'll run two three miles and then I'll scream out who wants a piece of me um, because okay. because there are there are bears um, you, you don't see them all that often but I'll do that because I've got really nothing left to lose at this point I've only oh, okay. I've only been out in the suburbs my, um activity for the day was just dropping stuff off at the post office. So it's getting mm. I mean
0: when I see you that wear a mask?
1: I I well I actually the first time I forgot to wear a mask. Yeah. Um but my family we have N95s that my mom refuses to allow us to wear outside because she thinks we're going to be judged. So I have mm. a I yeah it doesn't make any sense but
0: we have like hey no one can judge you when you're dead right
1: <laughs> well you're you're killing people so i what <laughs> it's not that somebody's going to hit you with the mask the mask is there so that you don't kill people not right. that yeah um so I've never killed anything, although I guess I am, you know, shouting out for somebody to fight me in the forest. So sure. My mental health is just off the charts. How about you, Josh?
0: Um, what? Yes.
1: How are you doing today? I haven't worked out.
0: No, well, I got up at about eight thirty, and uh, I wanted to, you know, as we discussed on the last episode, um, for the duration of quarantine. My intent is to watch Rise of Skywalker once a week. Now that it's out on Blu-ray. Oh, I thought it was I once a to... day. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. You think, if you think you think I've watched one Rise of Skywalker once a day uh, since was... last week, and I'm here speaking. <laughs>
1: I'm going to analyze minute by minute of Rise of Skywalker. Well,
0: we'll get to that in a minute. But I all I've done today is wake up and make coffee and then watch that movie and then prepare for this um, in-depth discourse. So this is my second quarantine viewing of it. And I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to get it in before we recorded the pod so I could sling, you know piping hot takes on that and people would know uh how I'm how I'm progressing with uh, that viewership. Do we have and all that. do we
1: have any info on when Rise of Skywalker is coming to Disney
0: Plus? No, I don't believe so.
1: Cuz I'm um, I, you could
0: probably Yeah, go ahead. figure it out. You could probably figure it out if you track like when
1: Okay, so they have
0: they Well, Endgame Endgame came out before Disney Plus aired so yeah i'm not sure it's i imagine it'll be like three months at least okay yeah so so who knows with the quarantine they may they may be generous
1: oh wow disney disney plus has uh, 50 million paid subscribers right now i saw that that's crazy i saw that it's something something. other than clone wars i do not check that app oh yeah (laughs) yeah i mean granted that's and that might seem like I'm throwing some slight towards Disney, but I'm not trying to throw my iPad out at, at, at the window with Disney now. So I think that's a huge, huge plus that I just watch it and then go on with the rest of my day. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Josh, definitely. we have a little bit of housekeeping. Um, because what we do on the pod, and this is you know our trademark po'boys, is... Talk about logistics.
0: Oh um, right, right, right. Yeah,
1: right, right. So we've got Mother's Day coming up in a couple episodes, and
0: Isn't, we yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and
1: we, I've you know I'm living with my parents right now because you know I'm thirty and mm-hmm. that's what people do, and well sure. yeah, uh, as <laughs> part of the quarantine. Anyway, my my mother was she's asking if she can be on the pod for Mother's Day. And I said, hmm. I said absolutely not. Oh, okay. Listen to episode 100 already and she said, "But it's 3 hours." And I said, "What else are you doing uh, right yeah. now?"
0: Well.
1: <laughs> so, she might call my bluff and I can say, "Hey, you're not going to be on the pod until you listen to episode 100." But, yeah. Um we should be think. We are we, we are going to do a mom, Mother's Day episode
0: for sure. Yeah, the the Mother's Day Momtacular, because we did a Dadtacular oh, last Oh, Okay.
1: Year. Um, I was thinking Mama Rama, but... Mama Rama's good. We, I mean, we can... I can we can, I can go with Mama Rama. We can, we can um, kind of throw around some different names on that. Yeah, I mean, we got a minute. and I don't know when
0: Mother's Day is, my, but it's not today. My
1: mom, her main reason for wanting to be on the pod is she said... She wants to do a Shmi Skywalker impression because she hates that character. It's so she's so weak. Oh boy! And I was like, oh, okay, well.
0: Um, just have her, just have her record her impression and email it to us um, at Po at gmail.com. Yeah, that's that's
1: that's probably just as good as hey, listen to episode one hundred. It's three hours long. She'll never email. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In our events it is two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah. I know I poorly edited it.
1: Oh, no, Uh, people people have been really they've been talking to me about episode 100 and
0: people have been talking to you. What's that
1: like? So they've been saying to me, why? Why would you do that? (laughs) And all I say to them is at least I have a hobby during this. um, (laughs) Got him. At least at least I have a hobby during this. All you're doing is just binging TV that you don't really like.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we got we'll, we'll figure something out for the mom's day mom tacular. Um, speaking of moms, I watched Killing Eve, the pilot, the one lady in that plays Ray's mom. I watched oh, yeah, Rise of Skywalker today. Um, let me get these take, let me get these takes out of the way, man. All right, do we let me have, get this corner? I should have dove right do in. Do we have
1: some nice numbers for this, or this is just like numbers? Yeah, like um, three, four, five hot take. <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, we'll say like five. We'll oh, okay. say some of them are, are quicker than other. We'll say like one or two. I don't have many hot takes. I have some observations. I have some observations ver- based on quarantine viewing number two. Letterboxed followers will note. I still have not given this movie a heart. Uh, it, it'll probably it'll probably get hard at some point. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm being a little hard on it, but it's not getting a heart yet. All right. Um, my observations from watching it again. Anytime Hux is on screen, I'm I'm pretty happy interesting like if he's on screen all the times he's on screen the movie's good uh and i don't think there's any other character that can say that which is not the fault of the characters or the actors just the circumstances that they're they're put in um but anytime hux is on screen i got no problem so that's for I mean, that you is know, that because buddy, you know got shot is by. that because
1: you also hold grudges to the point of hux betraying his entire persona in order to take out kylo because I like oh, that. Oh yeah, I'll
0: burn this empire to the ground if you cross me, Pete. Yeah,
1: I think I. That's yeah. We, you know, we talk about Star Wars is for everyone, and for the people that hold a grudge, like Josh and I, um, we have a long-standing feud with the Doughboys. That character, oh, that my. that character speaks to me.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I just think Don Gleason really knows exactly the character he's playing. Which, and again, though, that's not to say that everyone else doesn't, but everyone else has, you know, more more scenes, and a lot of scenes irk do me you, for various do reasons. Do you
1: remember when that photo came out of the round table or the first reading of um, Force Awakens, and everybody was mm-hmm. like, oh, Domhnall Gleeson is Luke's son, <laughs> and he's a Jedi, and then... He was the <laughs> like um, this little sniveling little Tarkinite. Yeah, he's this little brat that's like <laughs> for the forced order. Um, also, I said uh,
0: on this viewing, I also kind of made sense of everything that happens on the ocean moon and the stuff with Leia. Okay, I kind of wrapped my head around. So that's not. I feel like I at least, if I don't, if it, I don't necessarily get it, but I've. Reconciled it with my own headcanon, I guess. Where I'm not uh, arguing with it as it's happening anymore, um, that's good. I read the art of book this week. That didn't really uh, shed any light on the movie itself. It was a good, good book, but it didn't bolster my enjoyment of okay. of the movie. Um, I saw Lin Manuel Miranda, and oh, you did. More importantly. Wait. What episode, when's, when's, well, he, he's in the, he's in the bar. He's there at the very end and I spotted him. Oh, but more importantly, okay. I spotted Kid Malmash. And that was a big deal. Kid Malmash. He rules. Yeah, you read the visual dictionary. He's like a little guy with like a big astronaut kind of helmet. Um, okay. I'll take your word for it. He rules. He's there and I saw him and that was very exciting Uh, And usually after everyone comes to Exegol, there's nothing in that movie that really uh, gets me excited. But I am pretty excited about Kid Malmash. So that's something. My last observation would be the whole solo challenge thing where Rey puts her lightsaber back and then Ben reveals it. But, like, he's surrounded... But and what I'm just sick. I like that scene. It's it's, oh, fine. it's great I know scene. And it. the
1: music with it is,
0: is. I'm putting on my robot chicken parody hat okay. here for a second. Okay. As well. I'm not trying to ruin the scene for anyone. I enjoy no, it. scene it's I'm it's it's great. It's a great
1: guy. scene. All right. So Josh, Josh um, can't ruin it.
0: But you gotta think, he's surrounded by the knights of Ren. So surely one of them saw a lightsaber show up in his hand. We put his hand behind his head. But he's just like okay with it, I guess. Which is fine. More power to it. No, no, no. Here's the thing about it Maybe it's the guy with blinders on. They all
1: have masks. So, like, if you do the, you know, Iron Man looking into the face of the mask, which they did in a previous cut,
0: you'll see that he'll be like,
1: oh, no, he has a
0: lightsaber. What are we going to do? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. You you can't tell. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Because they didn't name all the Knights of Ren in the movie they just cut that out. That's a deleted scene that it should be coming out soon.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Also, it seems like her Ray and Ray and Ben are looking at each other and then they nod to each other. Oh, yeah. Like they're looking at each other. Then Ray puts the lightsaber behind her and then he gets the lightsaber from behind him. No big deal. I like to see plenty. These are just things. These are just things. These are just observations. Yeah, um, I mean, these are great. That is. Oh yeah. That, that hot I I, I, this is what you come here for
1: that um, music where it's a combination of Kylo and Ray's themes.
0: Is that when it happens at that scene? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: okay. I need to give another listen. I haven't taken yeah, soundtrack. That is, well.
1: that is one of my favorite, um, parts of the movie in terms of the music combining. Yeah, that's a great moment. Combining with, with those two things. Um, mm-hmm. your take on, we should, we should do somewhat of a, dive when we get into our filler season on the going through the different, um, songs for star Wars that we like. Mm-hmm. And I would also, I don't know if there's been enough speeches in star Wars for us to do like a top 10, but that Hux one well, certainly monologue, Yeah, that monologue from Hux, you know, they, they showed in, um, star Wars resistance as well. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. We should probably do that at some point, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say that the last observation I had watching it this time was uh, a weird realization that, you know, I don't really watch a Star Wars movie a week. It's not a thing. Like, I don't—I'm not constantly watching these movies. As much as we talk about Star Wars, every week I talk about Star Wars with you, often for in excess of an hour. Yeah. Uh and I text about Star Wars with you and I will go to Star Wars websites a lot, but I don't I don't necessarily watch a Star Wars movie every week. I don't you know, I i haven't seen any Star Wars movie but Rise of Skywalker since Rise of Skywalker came out, and I didn't haven't felt the need to pop them in. I've sort of thought about like, oh, I should watch of the or something like a, that. But this I'm, is number four. This is number four
1: for you, right? Or number three. Yes. This is number four? Okay, number four. because um, the next time you watch it, will be we will be at the same number of times watch ha- having watched it. I think I watched it five times in
0: the theaters. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that's what you had said. But I guess the observation I had or the thought I had is once uh, a buddy of mine in high school was looking through a textbook that he got and someone had written in it, Jethro Tull is more than just a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Which is that's exactly our reaction. And it has become shorthand that we, we say to each other every now and again. But realizing how much I talk about Star Wars and how much I think about Star Wars and how much I like Star Wars in juxtaposition, how much I actually sit down and interact with Star Wars and the movies, which are mostly what Star Wars is, I had the very dumb thought of, Oh boy, Star Wars really is more than just a movie, huh? <laughs> And uh, I got to say, the whole of Star Wars and the Star Wars that I interact with and I'm thinking about all the time and obsessing over like uh, a dork um, really goes beyond just any one movie or even the assembled movies or even the assembled movies and TV shows. It is also just like a trigger for imagination and thought and discourse and yada, yada. Uh, And that that thought certainly occurred to me when I, you know, I don't know, when watching this movie uh, this time. It did. It did occur to me. That, oh, you know, Star Wars really is more than than just these movies. Or you know, it's also you know, um, a podcast that's had 102 episodes. Yeah. So I don't know. That was my big profound hot take this time around. Second event that I was going to that has been canceled oh, wow. because of current events has now been rescheduled. Oh. The second one to be rescheduled for Star Celebration Weekend. <laughs>
1: Did you get a refund?
0: Tough Mudder, I'm I'm not sure. I'm still not convinced that Star Celebration is going to happen. But
1: you would be convinced that the Tough Mudder would
0: happen. Well, <laughs> the Tough Mudder is not international, is the thing. They have Tough Mudders all over the country, and so they're more regional and localized. Whereas Star Celebration is going to be people from all over the world. So even if Anaheim, California, Is doing good, and and California is by August has things under control. They're gonna they're gonna have people from all over the country. They're gonna have people from all over the world coming to that event. Yeah. Okay. You know, so who's who's to say London will be good? Who's to say Japan will be good? And and all these places. So who's to say that that they'll allow
1: them to come, and that will open it up? And who's to say,
0: quite frankly, that anyone in their right mind would say, want to do a photo ops or want to sign autographs and just sit there and shake hands with people from all over the world for hours a day right. in the immediate aftermath of a global and pandemic. And you have to also
1: think, too, the original cast, they're all within that age range, right? Like, they are sure. people yeah. that— You know, if it happens to them, there's a very good chance that they're going to get sick and it could be terminal.
0: Right. Sure. Which
1: kind of which does suck, too, because for a lot of these people, um, I mean, I think of um, Chewbacca for sure. This is like a big part of their income in in a year
0: is the current, the current Chewbacca,
1: the current. Well, the um, the late uh, Peter Mayhew.
0: Right. Who was.
1: Yeah, Yeah. That like. I don't know how many other care how many other people, but like that, um, convention circuit is a big part of their income, and they are sure, no longer. Sure. I mean, I guess maybe if people really love these people and want to get like signed stuff, they can do it through their website and like mail it. But I don't know how many people really chomping yeah. at the bit to be like, oh, let's get uh, Eunice. Um, Signature off of his website As opposed to like Hey, I'm going to be there Yeah, I'd pay like a hundred bucks To, you know Stand right next to somebody That's like
0: seven, nine or something <coughs> Sure <laughs> um, Yeah, so it's I don't know I, I'm Every every day pretty much I'm checking To oh see And gosh. I assume it will come But I, I We'll see We'll see I'm just very Yeah, so And I mean You know, it's not It's not if I have to reschedule these other two events or not go to these other two events, it's fine. It'll kind of be a bummer to not see this one band I was going to see because they're from New Zealand. But other than that, you know, it, it, it'll work out. It'll be fine. I'm
1: but. I'm curious to see if it does get canceled, if they'll just refund us or they'll what they'll do is they'll
0: I think they'll postpone it. So we'll
1: keep our tickets, but they'll say they'll apply mm-hmm. it to the next year.
0: Yeah, because even, you know. The last this year, it's in August, but the last few times, the only times you and I have gone, they've been in April. Right. So, I mean, they could even just it wouldn't even necessarily be a full year. They could just shuffle it six months to the side. That would be April 2021.
1: Because do you remember when we got those celebration tickets like they were sold out like an hour or half an hour after we had both bought our tickets? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was just like casually by my computer. So, like. Okay, I'll buy it. But like, if I had honestly like gone to the gym and gone back, there's those people, and I feel yeah. so bad for them where they have to buy the individual day tickets in order to get to celebration. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious if they'll give that to us or if we'll have to go through all of that process again. Yeah. And the other thing too is, Josh, you're not somebody that does this, but I did it last time where you go you do the merch on top of it where they send it to you beforehand oh you order
0: in advance you order yeah. in
1: advance so i mean i i don't know if they've already made all that merch or if that's mm-hmm. something that you know they make a month or two beforehand and they're going to send out the merch for the celebration that never actually ended up happening like there's going to be all this 2020 right celebration merch if if they've already started you know we don't really know the financials behind these you know big big conventions
0: right yeah i don't know it'll be curious it'll be very curious so we'll see we'll see um in the meantime if it gets canceled i guess i'll have something else to do though those will who knows maybe those get canceled too uh let's talk about this episode right
1: um so we are gonna cover um Clone Wars, episode eight, in the seventh and final season of Clone Wars, titled Together Again, um, our official description is Ahsoka bargains for the sisters' freedom and makes a startling discovery. I, bum bum bum. Bum. Oh, what? What's he doing there? Ugh. I'm I'm going to get to the <laughs> bottom of this. Ugh. And that's your uh, that's your synopsis of the episode. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait,
0: wait, what? When did he get there? So I have been constantly falling back on the initial theory I had that this arc would be the Siege of Mandalore arc, or that it would, you know, be the the precursor to it, which is proven true here. But now I'm really, really, really wondering right now if. Perhaps in the initial conception of this season back in 2014, 2015, I guess no 2013. Maybe it would have been if the plan was this whole sequence being two episodes and then there being another two episodes about the siege of Mandalore, but now they're padding this out with two more episodes and then maybe tagging two episodes onto the siege of Mandalore to wrap up the series. I don't know. Um, to my to my mind, though it, particularly given that it so definitively bridges into Siege of Mandalore*, really feels like this this should have been two or three episodes and not four.
1: Oh, see, I arc. have the exact opposite take on this. I think I think really. And granted, you know, um, just as like a logistical thing, listeners, I'm the one that has like the Wikipedia up and is looking at the next episode, next week's episode, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's based on the description for next week's episode, it feels so so rushed. I actually feel like they should have kind of spread it out even more past this kind of arc because we're really getting, I mean, this this is um man the the siege of Mandalore goes directly into Episode three. Right. Is my understanding. And it's just like, really? She, you know, goes from, you don't really know where she's at. She meets these sisters. They hang out for like, I don't know, three days. And then boom, (laughs) like we're into episode three.
0: So, well, I think it's important to note. And this will, I'll tie this back to season five of Clone Wars. The, uh, the final season of the series proper as it aired on Cartoon Network. The premiere, the beginning of season five of Clone Wars was supposed to be the Onderon arc, where Saw Gerrera's character Okay. It was a four-episode arc where they go to Onderon. But they wanted to open the season with a bang, and so they took Revival, which is the first of four episodes in the Darth Maul arc. That was the second-to-last arc of that season, where Darth Maul... Uh, falls in with Death Watch and takes over Mandalore. Uh, but they took that first episode and they made it the premiere. And then the three episodes following it debuted later on in the season because they wanted to open the season with the bang. Canonically, given what we see with Anakin on the Star Destroyer in the second episode of this arc, even though in Bad Batch he's already in the Outer Rim Sieges and we know he's not back from Coruscant until the Outer Rim Sieges are over, um these episodes take place before Bad Batch. But I think, similar to bumping that episode up in Season 5, I think they wanted to... I mean, this is the first time Clone Wars is back in years. I think they wanted to start it off with more action and more war Uh and more pew-pew-pew and lightsabers. And so they put that arc first to start off with a bang, even though it takes place after um, this arc with Zoka and uh, the Mortez sisters. So given that it feels rushed in the order that it is airing in i think it's important to take a note like it's not boom boom time passes between when we see ahsoka at the end of this arc and presumably when we will see her at the beginning of next week arc okay uh next week's arc and things occur in between that to include this bad batch arc time passes and so it's not necessarily you know these eight chapters in a row i think when they update the episode chronology we'll see that 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 Time passes and events occur between this week's episode and next week's episode. Okay. And so it is not like all one weekend at Malls scenario. So you're
1: you're thinking that it's going to be Ahsoka joining the civil war and then at some point Anakin is going to find out about it. And then that's when he gets introduced and that's kind of the last time that Anakin and Ahsoka see each other.
0: That that seems like it. Based on the trailer we saw, that has I think Anakin and Obi Wan communicating with a hologram of of katan and Ahsoka. Okay. Um, but we'll see. Oh, interesting. We'll see. So
1: there's so there's um. And that was in the
0: debut trailer that they showed at San Diego Comic Con years ago. This is not anything new that I'm spoiling. And for if anyone.
1: you want to check out the chronology that Josh is talking about, the clo- there's a there's a Wikipedia. And then there's a Clone Wars Wikipedia, um, clonewars.fandom. And, and it shows the release mm-hmm. order and the chronological order.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's also on stars.com. Star and I do have it saved to favorites on my phone <laughs> for quick reference. Um, um, but it's, I mean, it came out March 17th, 2014. So, it, I mean, it encompasses the lost missions and stuff. Okay. But, yeah. It's, oh, interesting.
1: Um, see, that's what I would really like to see is i think that's the best that honestly is one of the best parts about the chronological order and something i wish like well i hope that disney plus will do is they'll have you know the season one through seven and then they'll have the chronological order as well that you can you can do that'd be that'd be pretty cool
0: yeah we'll see though i am pretty sure that there are some errors in the official chronology but i'll 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 talk about that at a later date
1: yeah you can just email that to pablo
0: yeah i'll get right on that i'm sure he wants to hear from me and i believe it was written by wheel and Chi right it was the guy who did that well just a star wars.com team um yeah okay so uh let's let's stick with mall real quick okay yeah and since we were talking about holograms and yeah, what
1: a yeah what a
0: dork yeah what a classic dork what how does the hologram technology work because in that sequence, it seems to me that the implication is that, like, Maul is seeing as if he is there. Like, he's going, he's peering over the rail. What kind of, What is he seeing on his end of that hologram? Um, How far can you see? You're just supposed Josh, to see the guy in front of you. What's he looking around Josh, for?
1: Josh, Josh he, oh, dork. Obviously, he's a dork. He is like, oh, he's I a got dork, dork the dork force. And, oh, is that... Lady Tano that I see because now I'm going to start calling her a lady all of a sudden and we've interacted before. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I just sense her, Hey, what are my drug dealing cronies doing with some four sensitives that I can sense in the background? Are they trying to pull a fast one on me? I'm dork mall.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is probably something to look around that. It, it, yeah. Yeah. I get that. But it was just, it's funny. I I thought it was goofy that uh, he's looking around. I don't know. I noticed it, uh, but yeah, he is revealed here. We have Sam Witwer showing up, um, and you know, dropping uh, Crimson Dawn, right? Or is it Crimson Sun? It's Crimson Dawn, right? Crimson Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. He name drops Crimson Dawn, which um, is which yeah, was go ahead. in Solo, and what's that's that's the organization he's supposed to be in charge of in Solo, which introduced a disconnect between. Um, his underground kind of coup in Clone Wars, were, I think they were just called like the Shadow Collective, or well, something the, like that. The collective
1: is still in. Um, the collective is still there because
0: right, right, because this this specifies now they've officially kind of bridged yeah. that gap and said no, Crimson Dawn is a part of the collective.
1: Yes, and and so are the, and so are, and so, um, so are now the we as well. So. Yeah, Right. and we also see that Maul is basically pitting the different parts of the collective against each other. And Mm -hmm. um, the Pike leader is able to basically take a step back and look at the long view and the reasoning and do a little bit of exposition for us of, yeah, smart move, Mm -hmm. dork. I mean, wouldn't you do that too, (laughs) dork? Like, I definitely, you know, if
0: I was... Well, here's it, sub dork mega yeah, dork over here. I mean if I was you know idea. the head of the
1: dorks, like I would I would, you know, make my dorks fight it fight it out. So that makes a whole lot of sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then I guess and you know, listeners, look, grow up. I'm sitting on an exercise ball, okay? That's what the noise is. You know, I'm sitting on an exercise ball. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, you just
1: need to you need to work out as you said the and not I mean when we record the pod, it's a mental workout but then you also got to make sure mm-hmm. that the body that is the temple that your mind is in is each and every inch you are working out all the time. So that makes
0: it. Yeah. And my back hurts and my leg hurts. Cause I heard myself deadlifting like three months ago. And what am I going to do? Go to a doctor now? Yeah. I'm miserable. Anyway, it's an exercise ball.
1: Yeah. It's not like you live with a doctor, but
0: yeah. Okay. So it's not like she's not even a little bit of a PT doctor and she's, a hey, totally doctor. Hey, say this doctor, baby but, um, was deadlifting
1: um, all of this weight
0: and... two yeah, two. A, a baby was deadlifting in utero. <laughs> and then afterwards, <laughs> um, it hurt for two months? What would you do? Yeah, but I'm making all that up anyway. So, as you said, the Pike guy, he, he gives us some in- important exposition here that bridges the gap between the Shadow Collective and Crimson Dawn, which is important. He doesn't give... The most important bit of exposition, and I'm hoping that they're not going to take this for granted as this next arc um, goes forward. But as casual viewers of the Clone Wars, as as far as they know, people who aren't little dorks that are, you know, doing Star Wars podcasts, the last time Maul shows up in Clone Wars, he's captured by. Palpatine. Yeah, and it's captured by Darth Sidious. Yeah, well, that's the last we see of him in this show. Yeah, yeah, comics this, canon that. Stop, stop with that. Don't bolster your story with external crushes. His brushes. brother's dead too. It needs to be in the script for this. They need to, you know, casual... viewers of just this show. They need that exposition. It needs to be explained what what went down, how he escaped from the most powerful man oh, in see, the galaxy. I, I don't, I don't think he escaped. So th-
1: I think what we're going to learn is that he is now playing a role uh, for Palpatine and there will be some explanation in the arc of why him taking over Mandalore is critical to Palpatine's rise right now so mm. I think that's how that's how I at least am looking at it is now he's basically he's basically we'll been he's Palpatine's lackey once more.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and hopefully we'll find that out. I will say, though, we are... currently, there is a canonical answer to how he escapes, and it's in a four-issue comic book that's an adaptation of Clone Wars episode scripts.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
0: And it's a a collected comic book called Son of Dathomir, and that is... that is canon. It's one of the only non-Marvel comics that is holdover as canon. Interesting, okay. So our... I, I assume that they are not going to just, uh eh, you need to read that to know we're not going to explain anything. They're not going to do that, but I'll be, I'll be curious. Are they going to take that as gospel? Is that going to remain canon or are they going to, like you said, uh, intimate through other characters that this was all well, kind of a grand d- plan or whatever. And is Maul stupid enough it, to fall for it that? depends I guess. on I don't know. We'll find out what,
1: how much weight you throw into the story group. Like, does the story group have a vision of here are the big strokes of what's happening, right? Here's what's happening with Mandalore, here's what's happening with Maul. And then the comic writer, um Dave with Clone Wars, kind of fills in the details, fills in the pieces. So if you take a more mm-hmm. long-term approach, then it's not that you know, some comic book writer that's outside of Disney wrote this series. Now it's Canon more. It's the story group had their vision and it just so happened that this one comic writer is the one that pushed for that and wrote that four episode, uh, or drew that four four episode comic that explains that.
0: Hmm. Well, again, it's not, you know, they didn't bring in some guy to dream it up. They were Clone Wars scripts because, you know, Clone Wars again was in development past when it got canceled. Right, 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 right. Um, so, I don't know. we'll see I'm, I'm curious how that'll all how that'll all fit in going forward. But right now, again, if if you're just a, a casual Clone Wars viewer, I imagine you would be like, "Well, what the heck? How does this happen? He got captured by the biggest bad guy in the whole galaxy. yeah, and so i'm I'm very curious going forward how they will um, reconcile well, that. And and there's I hope a, that there's they a lot of questions do. out there
1: too, because since mm-hmm. since Clone Wars ended and then came back solo was there where we have mall mm-hmm. as like the big bad at the end for the sequel that never is going to happen. So there right. are a lot of like, okay, this kind of nebulous where's Maul, what's Maul up to kind of situation that hopefully we're going to get some. Yeah. Information in the next four episodes.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we will, but I Dave has never let me down. But it's like something i like, ah, I hope they, you know, can can shed some light. Well, on this. only his choice of friend. Oh, that's true, John yeah. F. Oh, F. John F. John F. Wants to be blackmailing them. I don't know. Look, this was a big app for pods. Um, like sometimes I feel like you purposely try and get a group of friends together because you know that like, oh, this friend thinks that, this friend thinks that. Like, I'm very curious what these people will be like together, or like. I want these people at this event because I want to specifically see their reactions. I feel like this episode, Puppet Master a little bit, they're like, oh, this, the Poe Boys, I love this. Oh, I can't wait to see what the Poe Boys think about. This and this and this, so much to talk about. Well, let's do it. So it's a big up for pods, Love takes, love of observations. I do feel like I am being manipulated oh, and that I they mean, did specifically you, make this episode for have, my hot takes. And you
1: don't have to look any – uh, any any other place other than what species they chose as the megadorks that the Martez sisters beat up, which are the Tong, yeah. Oh boy. And listeners, you might be. Ben yeah, you might Nero's be thinking, folk. um, are, what are these new aliens that like look like they belong in a like? I, I don't even. I don't know.
0: Pixar movie about boogers.
1: <laughs> Booger planet. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that is Ben Quaternero's, who is famous. Well,
0: it's his species.
1: Yeah, it is his species. Um, he is mm-hmm. still, I guess he's still around being a pod racer. Is it, is he I named guess, in yeah, Resistance? I, we see
0: him in episode one. He's a pod racer. Okay. No, I don't but, think so. But... Yeah, when Clone Wars was originally in development, there was constantly this running bit with Dave Filoni with fans trying to get him to put Ben Quindraneros in the show. And they eventually snuck in, I think, a poster in Anakin's quarters. Of Ben Quindraneros or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a pot racing poster with his pot on it, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, so... I'm pretty sure. They they definitely did some fan service for Josh specifically because mm -hmm. Josh... When we were talking sure. about our Star Wars 100, uh, 100 Star Wars, you talked about the Pod Racing ever as yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, game. which was number yeah. 7 mm-hmm. number, se- which, yeah, number 17 as your Star Wars ever and
0: so it's very very sure. clear. <laughs> I should point out that game is being re-released. Oh yeah. It's going to be available on PlayStation Network and stuff like that. They're re releasing Star Wars Pod Racer, so a whole new generation can finally uh, experience Star Wars for the first time again. Um, this, uh, this Ben Quan Janeiro sequence, I really felt bad for that guy because he's being gaslit effectively to death by Rafa. Uh, and, you know, we know Maul's in charge of this. And, like, he's, you know, his drugs and stuff that he's dealing. Like, this is intense. And, like, if she tricks him, he's going to be murdered for, for oh, messing yeah. it up. Well, not but just by
1: Maul. Then. He's also going to be. No, oh, by, by his manager, authority. which is that Bosque alien. The right. Trandoshin. Um, the Trandoshan, right, the Trandoshan. Trandoshan. But, will probably eat him. But. We'll
0: probably eat him. Yeah. Yeah. And so I felt very bad for him. But then. Um, Rafa actually ended up gaslighting that Trandoshan to death. Um, just gaslit him, just right into oblivion. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess World that's Wars good. Dark. It's very very dark. Very so that's dark. Bad. Yeah, but it's like you know they were lying and then they killed him. I don't know. You, you killed a man. I don't know, that's fine. Whatever. Some some very uh, grade A gaslighting there, um, which is exciting. And I got to point out here, look, by the time this episode comes out, probably the Clone Wars debrief or whatever it's called will be on the Star Wars YouTube channel, and they'll point it out. But it's Saturday when we're recording this, and it ain't out yet. And I'm just saying I can report for a fact based on my very good hearing and how cool I am that that Trandoshan specifically makes um, Velociraptor sounds from Jurassic Oh, really? (laughs) yeah oh that's really cool it does a it does a chittering thing and then when she kicks it it specifically does the like (gasps) thing it's it's like it's exactly like they took the sounds from jurassic park That sound you just made sounded like tuscan raiders well i can't of course famously do a very good tuscan raider impression um i cannot do a velociraptor impression so interesting yeah. And so just I knew it and I heard it and I'm smart and I knew it before YouTube said it. And aren't I great? And I do deserve a pat on the back.
1: So, um, so
0: Death Watch No More. Death Watch No
1: More, um, which is cool. It provides a little bit more information to the Mandalorian, which I assume is right. Well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah no, wait. It could. Uh, it could. Because
0: it does, because at this point we know because Death Watch is no more, and in flashbacks in The Mandalorian we know Jenga Jumanji or whatever his name is is taken in by Death Watch. That that group of Mandalorians who saves him as a child is Death Watch. They have the Death Watch sigil, and so at this point with Bocatan saying Death Watch no more, we know that Jenga has already been adopted the, into. Okay, so he's in the
1: culture. new Mandalorian culture. And Death Watch. Okay.
0: So he exists in that culture right Interesting.
1: now. I wonder if they're going to... They're yeah. not going to... Sh- I mean, why would they show Mandalorian children that are in bo you know, posse?
0: Maybe. And and how would we know, really? Because if the shows would be believed, even the, even the kids are wearing helmets. Right, 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 right. Though, is that something... That exists at this point, or is that something that happens during the purge? Oh my gosh. Is, it, is I that just, an after I, thing of the purge? I just thought
1: of this. Okay. So he's been saved by the Mandalorians. Okay. Mandalorian spoilers. Sorry. And mm-hmm. he's going to, as, as a, a child, child, so if he sees Ahsoka, is this a hint of season two of The Mandalorian? where we have that not yet confirmed, Mm. but confirmed information that Ahsoka is going to be in it. So like, is Mm. he going to remember her from his past? Because you remember a Jedi for sure.
0: Yeah. 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 By all accounts. Um, Good point. I also am realizing now when we see, you know, the Mandalorians, as we see them in rebels, uh, they do not have that. Never take your helmet off thing. We see so so many Mandalorians with their helmet off in Rebels, and so I guess the purge maybe hasn't happened. I don't, and the purge is not is not spoken of in Rebels, so the purge hasn't happened yet. So the timeline we have here is Maul initially sacking Mandalore before he gets captured, and then we have this Mandalore Civil War sometime between then and the Siege of Mandalore, or perhaps even before. Little Jumanji Jenga is saved. Okay. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then. Sometime way down the line, after Rebels, the purge occurs. Mandalorians start wearing their helmet all the time and go on the lam.
1: Interesting. Okay, so that—that's
0: is what I'm surmising based on the info we have. That
1: will have to look out for. I hadn't even thought about that; those implications. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool.
0: No, neither, neither had I. Yeah, it's interesting to, to get that nice little knot of context. And again, you know, when I say much like Jethro told, Star Wars is more than just a movie. It's things like that where you have little lines of dialogue setting you off on uh, weird historical reminiscence about events that never happened. Um, you know, what a world, what a thing, greater so than sum of its parts, yada one, yada, want thing thing stuff talk like about.
1: that. And this is kind of mm-hmm. going to the end a little bit. Mm-hmm. Martez sisters, you know, together again, hence the title, they talk about Ahsoka and Ahsoka multiple points is like, I'm not a Jedi anymore. And she's like, well, you act like one
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you sure sound,
0: but she says you act like what we yeah. thought a Jedi Which would be.
1: actually brings me to a crossover because I was just, um, reading a little bit of the synopsis for Ahsoka, the novel, That's the same thing that people say to her is like, Mm -hmm. you say that you're not a Jedi, but you sound like one, you act like one. So it kind of shows that even though, and this is just shown in this episode when she throws all of those charges on stuff, just because you're not part of that organization doesn't mean she can't take the best aspects of the Jedi and then apply it in the real world to try and help out and better people.
0: Mm hmm. And and I think all these characters saying to her, oh, you're like a Jedi characters who who don't necessarily know every line of scripture in the Jedi, you know, um, uh, order, it it shows that and it, and illustrates to Ahsoka like, oh, these people think I'm a Jedi. And I, as someone who was a Jedi, know that half of the stuff I'm doing right now is is no good to the Jedi. The Jedi do not do this. I am doing things a Jedi should not be doing. And in doing that, I am living up to the ideals the public have of what a Jedi mm-hmm. should be. And it further kind of illustrates that gap between, you know, what the Jedi should be and what the Jedi have let themselves become and how far they have fallen from the ideals that they they should be um, propping up in the galaxy and things like that. Uh, last note I have. <laughs> well, I got two more things. One stupid. Um, when... The Martez sisters come back, and they say that they didn't know Ahsoka was a Jedi, and the Pike is like, oh, so your stupidity is authentic. <laughs> that was like a v- great burn. I was hard, it was He was like, oh, how unfortunate. Your ignorance is authentic, yeah. or whatever it was. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Instantly during the rakes of the foulest villains in the Star Wars galaxy with that harsh, harsh burn. And I do intend to use that on many a friend. Um, and then I guess my, my last thing that I would touch on is just something corny and dumb. I've been thinking about is, you know, next week we finally get to the siege of Mandalore, which is this event in the fictional history of star Wars that has been written around and illustrated in its absence Uh, between things that occur before and after it, we kind of have a loose shape of it. And it's this big, exciting thing um, that I've been hoping I would get to see specifically in animation for years and years now, ever since I first heard it had a name, The Siege of Mandalore. Um, It's been something I've just been... I I never thought I'd get to see it or I worried that it would be... uh, put in a novel or a comic where I you know, I just I wanted to hear Sam, where I wanted to hear Ashley X I wanted to see these things in the um, medium in which they were written, you know, in animation. And now I'm finally getting to see it and I it's under these such such strange conditions. Never would I have predicted, yes, you are gonna get to see a Caesar Mandalore and it is going to be in Clone Wars and Dave Filoni, and everything. And also you're going to be stuck in your house because there's going to be a global pandemic happening. Um, Never could predict that in a million years, ever, ever, ever. Uh, And that's weird, but I think that things like that go in two directions, you know, never would have predicted something as uh, strange and, and horrible to many as a global pandemic. But, you know, who's to say that the next time that some weird thing I hope for uh, Comes through that it won't be like the best circumstances ever. You never know. You just never know. You can never predict what the future holds, and that goes two ways. And so, stuff is very strange and a little frightening right now. But you know, who knows what another few years will be? Maybe you know, the potential is is there for great things, unpredictable great things. <laughs> the end.
1: So, last next week's episode is titled. Old Friends Not Forgotten. Oh, boy. What is these <laughs> We won't get into the premise all that much, but we are going to get Anakin and Obi-Wan, <laughs> and we are going to get some information on where this arc, this new arc, is in the um, timeline with Episode 3. So we are, um, we are right. r- running to the finish line and providing some information yeah. of Ahsoka... Obi Wan and Anakin right before Episode
0: Three. Yeah, and that means only four episodes of Tono Boys left, and then just the hugest amount of filler that you ever did see. Because I don't even. I guess until like October when Mandalorian comes back and we jump back on on Pedro Boys. So that I mean that'll be. Like five months of filler, so oh wow, that should be tight. Well, like, we have, we have five episodes tight. of
1: Tano Boys because then we also have the Tano recap,
0: yeah, yeah, we say that, but we say we do a Pedro recap too, we never did. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, we'll, we'll do oh, it. We, we did it, no, no, oh. we <laughs> never did a season one um wrap up, maybe, but you know, maybe uh, this these last few episodes will shed some light that we can look at the Mandalorian with fresh eyes with and then, and then recap. I know I'm, I'm certainly kind of crossing my fingers for some sort of illusion or appearance from Gideon, but
1: I don't think you're uh, going to get it.
0: Who knows? Anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, freaking save it for the pod, save it for the I'm pod. <laughs> uh, um,
0: let's, I do think without reading the description, as dumb as next week's episodes title is, why don't you share with them the title of the episode after that?
1: okay oh the phantom apprentice
0: yeah that smells like big doings right there huh okay yeah um,
1: well i'm sure that yeah. we spend a ton of time speculating about it well if you want to get a hold of us poboys podcast at gmail.com we're on instagram and twitter at poboys podcast later